section six of the lady of the lake this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by cynthia moyer the lady of the lake by sir walter scott canto sixth the guard room one the sun awakening through the smoky air of the dark city casts a sullen glance rousing each caitiff to his task of care of sinful man the sad inheritance summoning revellers from the lagging dance scaring the prowling robber to his den gilding on battled tower the warder's lance and warning student pale to leave his pen and yield his drowsy eyes to the kind nurse of men what various scenes and oh what scenes of woe are witnessed by that red and struggling beam the fevered patient from his pallet low through crowded hospital beholds its stream the ruined maiden trembles at its gleam the debtor wakes to thought of jive and jail the love-lore wretch starts from tormenting dream the wakeful mother by the glimmering pale trims her sick infant's couch and soothes his feeble wail Two. at dawn the towers of stirling rang with soldier step and weapon clang while drums with rolling note foretell relief to weary sentinel through narrow loop and casement barred the sunbeams sought the court of guard and struggling with the smoky air deadened the torch's yellow glare in comfortless alliance shone the lights through arch of blackened stone and showed wild shapes in garb of war faces deformed with beard and scar all haggard from the midnight watch and fevered with the stern debauch for the oak table's massive board flooded with wine with fragments stored and beakers drained and cups o'erthrown showed in what sport the night had flown some weary snored on floor and bench some labored still their thirst to quench some chilled with watching spread their hands o'er the huge chimney's dying brands while round them or beside them flung at every step their harness rung three these drew not for their fields the sword like tenants of a feudal lord nor owned the patriarchal claim of chieftain in their leader's name adventurers they from far who roved to live by battle which they loved there the italians clouded face the swarthy spaniards there you trace the mountain-loving switzer there more freely breathed in mountain air the fleming there despised the soil that paid so ill the labourer's toil their rolls showed french and german name 
and merry england's exiles came to share with ill-concealed disdain of scotland's pay the scanty gain all brave in arms well trained to wield the heavy halberd brand and shield in camps licentious wild and bold in pillage fierce and uncontrolled and now by holytide and feast from rules of discipline released four they held debate of bloody fray fought twixt loch catrin and achray fierce was their speech and mid their words their hands oft grappled to their swords nor sunk their tone to spare the ear of wounded comrades groaning near whose mangled limbs and bodies gored bore token of the mountain sword though neighboring to the court of guard their prayers and feverish wails were heard sad burden to the ruffian joke and savage oath by fury spoke at length up started john of brent a yeoman from the banks of trent a stranger to respect or fear in peace a chaser of the deer in host a hardy mutineer but still the boldest of the crew when deed of danger was to do he grieved that day their games cut short and marred the dicer's brawling sport and shouted loud renew the bowl and while a merry catch i troll let each the buxom chorus bear like brethren of the brand and spear five soldier's song our vicar still preaches that peter and paul laid a swinging long curse on the bonny brown bowl that there's wrath and despair in the jolly black jack and the seven deadly sins in a flagon of sack yet whoop barnaby off with thy liquor drink up seas out and a fig for the vicar our vicar he calls it damnation to sip the ripe ruddy dew of a woman's dear lip says that beelzebub lurks in her kerchief so sly and apollyon shoots darts from her merry black eye yet whoop jack kiss jillian the quicker till she bloom like a rose and a fig for the vicar our vicar thus preaches and why should he not for the dews of his cure are the placket and pot and tis right of his office poor layman to lurch who infringe the domains of our good mother church yet whoop bully boys off with your liquor sweet marjorie's the word and a fig for the vicar six the warder's challenge heard without stayed in mid-roar the merry shout a soldier to the portal went here is old bertram sirs of ghent and beat for jubilee the drum a maid and minstrel with him come bertram a fleming gray and scarred was entering now the court of guard a harper with him and in plaid all muffled close a mountain maid who backward shrunk to scape the view 
of the loose scene and boisterous crew what news they roared i only know from noon till eve we fought with foe as wild and as untamable as the rude mountains where they dwell on both sides store of blood is lost nor much success can either boast but whence thy captives friend such spoil as theirs must needs reward thy toil old dost thou wax and wars grow sharp thou now hast glee maiden and harp get thee an ape and trudge the land the leader of a juggler band seven no comrade no such fortune mine after the fight these sought our line that aged harper and the girl and having audience of the earl mar bad i should purvey them steed and bring them hitherward with speed forbear your mirth and rude alarm for none shall do them shame or harm hear ye his boast cried john of brent ever to strife and jangling bent shall he strike doe beside our lodge and yet the jealous niggard grudge to pay the forester his fee i'll have my share howe'er it be despite of moray mar or thee bertram his forward step withstood and burning in his vengeful mood old allen though unfit for strife laid hand upon his dagger knife but ellen boldly stepped between and dropped at once the tartan screen so from his morning cloud appears the son of may through summer tears the savage soldiery amazed as on descended angel gazed even hardy brent abashed and tamed stood half admiring half ashamed eight boldly she spoke soldiers attend my father was the soldier's friend cheered him in camps in marches led and with him in the battle bled not from the valiant or the strong should exile's daughter suffer wrong answered de brent most forward still in every feat or good or ill i shame me of the part i played and thou an outlaw's child poor maid an outlaw i by forest laws and mary needwood knows the cause poor rose if rose be living now he wiped his iron eye and brow must bear such age i think as thou hear ye my mates i go to call the captain of our watch to hall there lies my halberd on the floor and he that steps my halberd o'er to do the maid injurious part my shaft shall quiver in his heart beware loose speech or jesting rough ye all know john de brent enough nine their captain came a gallant young of tullibardine's house he sprung nor wore he yet the spurs of night gay was his mien his humour light and though by courtesy controlled forward his speech 
his bearing bold the high-born maiden ill could brook the scanning of his curious look and dauntless eye and yet in sooth young lewis was a generous youth but ellen's lovely face and mien ill-suited to the garb and scene might lightly bear construction strange and give loose fancy scope to range welcome to stirling towers fair maid come ye to seek a champion's aid on palfrey white with harper hoar like errant damosel of yore does thy high quest a knight require or may the venture suit a squire her dark eye flashed she paused and sighed oh what have i to do with pride through scenes of sorrow shame and strife a suppliant for a father's life i crave an audience of the king behold to back my suit a ring the royal pledge of grateful claims given by the monarch to fitz james ten the signet ring young lewis took with deep respect and altered look and said this ring our duties own and pardon if to worth unknown in semblance mean obscurely veiled lady in aught my folly failed soon as the day flings wide his gates the king shall know what suitor waits please you meanwhile in fitting bower repose you till his waking hour female attendants shall obey your hest for service or array permit i marshal you the way but ere she followed with the grace and open bounty of her race she bade her slender purse be shared among the soldiers of the guard the rest with thanks their guerdon took but brent with shy and awkward look on the reluctant maiden's hold forced bluntly back the proffered gold forgive a haughty english heart and oh forget its ruder part the vacant purse shall be my share which in my barrel cap i'll bear perchance in jeopardy of war where gayer crests may keep afar with thanks twas all she could the maid his rugged courtesy repaid eleven when ellen forth with lewis went allen made suit to john of brent my lady safe oh let your grace give me to see my master's face his minstrel eye to share his doom bound from the cradle to the tomb tenth in descent since first my sires waked for his noble house their lyres nor one of all the race was known but prized its wheel above their own with the chief's birth begins our care our harp must soothe the infant heir teach the youth tales of fight and grace his earliest feat of field or chase in peace in war our rank we keep we cheer his board we soothe his sleep nor leave him till we pour our verse o doleful tribute o'er his hearse then let me share his captive lot it is my right deny it not little we reck said john of brent we southern men 
of long descent, nor wot we how a name, a word, makes clansmen vassals to a lord. Yet, kind my noble landlord's part, God bless the house of Beaudesart. And, but I loved to drive the deer, more than to guide the labouring steer, I had not dwelt an outcast here. Come, good old minstrel, follow me, thy lord and chieftain shalt thou see. 12. Then from a rusted iron hook a bunch of ponderous keys he took, lighted a torch, and Alan led through grated arch and passage dread. Portals they passed, where, deep within, spoke prisoners' moan and fetters' din, through rugged vaults where, loosely stored, lay wheel and axe and headsman's sword, and many a hideous engine grim for wrenching joint and crushing limb, by artists formed who deemed it shame and sin to give their work a name. They halted at a low-browed porch, and Brent to Allen gave the torch, while bolt and chain he backward rolled, and made the bar unhasp its hold. They entered. T'was a prison-room of stern security and gloom, yet not a dungeon, for the day through lofty gratings found its way, and rude and antique garniture decked the sad walls and oaken floor such as the rugged days of old deemed fit for captive nobles hold here said de brent thou mayst remain till the leech visit him again strict is his charge the warders tell to tend the noble prisoner well retiring then the bolt he drew and the lock's murmurs growled anew roused at the sound from lowly bed a captive feebly raised his head the wandering minstrel looked and knew not his dear lord but roderick dhu for come from where clan alpin fought they erring deemed the chief he sought thirteen as the tall ship whose lofty proar shall never stem the billows more deserted by her gallant band amid the breakers lies a strand so on his couch lay roderick dhu and oft his fevered limbs he threw in toss abrupt as when her sides lie rocking in the advancing tides that shake her frame with ceaseless beat yet cannot heave her from her seat oh how unlike her course at sea or his free step on hill and lea soon as the minstrel he could scan what of thy lady of my clan my mother douglas tell me all have they been ruined in my fall ah yes or wherefore art thou here yet speak speak boldly do not fear for alan who his mood well knew was choked with grief and terror too who fought who fled old man be brief some might for they had lost their chief who basely live who bravely died o oh, calm thee chief the minstrel cried ellen is safe for that thank heaven and hopes are for the douglas given 
the lady margaret too is well and for thy clan on field or fell has never harp of minstrel told of combat fought so true and bold thy stately pine is yet unbent though many a goodly bough is rent fourteen the chieftain reared his form on high and fever's fire was in his eye but ghastly pale and livid streaks chequered his swarthy brow and cheeks hark minstrel i have heard thee play with measure bold on festal day in yon lone isle again where ne'er shall harper play or warrior hear that stirring air that peals on high o'er dermid's race our victory strike it and then for well thou canst free from thy minstrel spirit glanced fling me the picture of the fight when met my clan the saxon might i'll listen till my fancy hears the clang of swords the crash of spears these grates these walls shall vanish then for the fair field of fighting men and my free spirit burst away as if it soared from battle fray the trembling bard with awe obeyed slow on the harp his hand he laid but soon remembrance of the sight he witnessed from the mountain's height with what old bertram told at night awakened the full power of song and bore him in career along as shallop launched on river's tide that slow and fearful leaves the side but when it feels the middle stream drives downward swift as lightning's beam fifteen battle of bial and dinna the minstrel came once more to view the eastern ridge of benvenue for ere he parted he would say farewell to lovely loch achre where shall he find in foreign land so lone a lake so sweet a strand there is no breeze upon the fern no ripple on the lake upon her eyrie nods the urn the deer has sought the brake the small birds will not sing aloud the springing trout lies still so darkly glooms yon thunder-cloud that swathes as with a purple shroud benledi's distant hill is it the thunder's solemn sound that mutters deep and dread or echoes from the groaning ground the warrior's measured tread is it the lightning's quivering glance that on the thicket streams or do they flash on spear and lance the sun's retiring beams i see the dagger crest of mar i see the moray's silver star wave o'er the cloud of saxon war that up the lake comes winding far to hero bound for battle strife or bard of martial lay twere worth ten years of peaceful life one glance at their array sixteen their light-armed archers far and near surveyed the tangled ground their centre ranks with pike and spear a twilight forest frowned 
their barded horsemen in the rear the stern battalia crowned no cymbal clashed no clarion rang still were the pipe and drum save heavy tread and armor's clang the sullen march was dumb there breathed no wind their crests to shake or wave their flags abroad scarce the frail aspen seemed to quake that shadowed o'er their road their vaward scouts no tidings bring can rouse no lurking foe nor spy a trace of living thing save when they stirred the row the host moves like a deep sea wave where rise no rocks its pride to brave high swelling dark and slow the lake is past and now they gain a narrow and a broken plain before the trossach's rugged jaws and here the horse and spearman pause while to explore the dangerous glen dive through the pass the archer men seventeen at once there rose so wild a yell within that dark and narrow dell as all the fiends from heaven that fell had pealed the banner cry of hell forth from the pass in tumult driven like chaff before the wind of heaven the archery appear for life for life their flight they ply and shriek and shout and battle cry and plaids and bonnets waving high and broadswords flashing to the sky are maddening in the rear onward they drive in dreadful race pursuers and pursued before that tide of flight and chase how shall it keep its rooted place the spearman's twilight wood down down cried mar your lances down bear back both friend and foe like reeds before the tempest's frown that serried grove of lances brown at once lay levelled low and closely shouldering side to side the bristling ranks the onset bide will quell the savage mountaineer as their tinchel cows the game they come as fleet as forest deer will drive them back as tame eighteen bearing before them in their course the relics of the archer force like wave with crest of sparkling foam right onward did clan alpin come above the tide each broadsword bright was brandishing like beam of light each targ was dark below and with the ocean's mighty swing when heaving to the tempest's wing they hurled them on the foe i heard the lances shivering crash as when the whirlwind rends the ash i heard the broadsword's deadly clang as if a hundred anvils rang but moray wheeled his rearward rank of horsemen on clan alpin's flank my bannerman advance i see he cried their column shake now gallants for your lady's sake upon them with the lance the horsemen dashed among the rout as deer break through the broom their steeds are stout their swords are out they soon make lightsome room clan alpin's best are backward borne where where was roderick then 
one blast upon his bugle-horn were worth a thousand men and refluent through the pass of fear the battle's tide was poured vanished the saxon's struggling spear vanished the mountain sword as brocklin's chasm so black and steep receives her roaring lynn as the dark caverns of the deep suck the wild whirlpool in so did the deep and darksome pass devour the battle's mingled mass none linger now upon the plain save those who ne'er shall fight again nineteen now westward rolls the battle's din that deep and doubling pass within minstrel away the work of fate is bearing on its issue wait where the rude trossach's dread defile opens on catrin's lake and isle grey benvenue i soon repassed loch catrin lay beneath me cast the sun is set the clouds are met the lowering scowl of heaven an inky hue of livid blue to the deep lake has given strange gusts of wind from mountain glen swept o'er the lake then sunk again i heeded not the eddying surge mine eye but saw the trossach's gorge mine ear but heard that sullen sound which like an earthquake shook the ground and spoke the stern and desperate strife that parts not but with parting life seeming to minstrel ear to toll the dirge of many a passing soul nearer it comes the dim wood glen the martial flood disgorged again but not in mingled tide the plaided warriors of the north high on the mountain thunder forth and overhang its side while by the lake below appears the darkening cloud of saxon spears at weary bay each shattered band eyeing their foemen sternly stand their banners stream like tattered sail that flings its fragments to the gale and broken arms and disarray marked the fell havoc of the day twenty viewing the mountain's ridge askance the saxons stood in sullen trance till moray pointed with his lance and cried behold yon isle see none are left to guard its strand but women weak that wring the hand tis there of yore the robber band their booty wont to pile my purse with bonnet pieces store to him will swim a bowshot oar and loose a shallop from the shore lightly will tame the war-wolf then lords of his mate and brood and den forth from the ranks a spearman sprung on earth his cask and corselet rung he plunged him in the wave all saw the deed the purpose knew and to their clamours benvenue a mingled echo gave the saxons shout their mate to cheer the helpless females scream for fear and yells for rage the mountaineer twas then as by the outcry riven poured down at once the lowering heaven a whirlwind swept loch catrin's breast her billows reared their snowy crest 
well for the swimmer swelled they high to mar the highland marksman's eye for round him showered mid rain and hail the vengeful arrows of the gale in vain he nears the isle and lo his hand is on a shallop's bow just then a flash of lightning came it tinged the waves and strand with flame i marked duncraggan's widowed dame behind an oak i saw her stand a naked dirk gleamed in her hand it darkened but amid the moan of waves i heard a dying groan another flash the spearman floats a weltering course beside the boats and the stern matron o'er him stood her hand and dagger streaming blood twenty one revenge revenge the saxons cried the gale's exulting shout replied despite the elemental rage again they hurried to engage but ere they closed in desperate fight bloody with spurring came a knight sprung from his horse and from a crag waved twixt the hosts a milk-white flag clarion and trumpet by his side rung forth a truce note high and wide while in the monarch's name afar a herald's voice forbade the war for bothwell's lord and roderick bold were both he said in captive hold but here the lay made sudden stand the harp escaped the minstrel's hand oft had he stolen a glance to spy how roderick brooked his minstrelsy at first the chieftain to the chime with lifted hand kept feeble time that motion ceased yet feeling strong varied his look as changed the song at length no more his deafened ear the minstrel melody can hear his face grows sharp his hands are clenched as if some pang his heart-strings wrenched set are his teeth his fading eye is sternly fixed on vacancy thus motionless and moanless drew his parting breath stout roderick dew old allan bane looked on aghast while grim and still his spirit passed but when he saw that life was fled he poured his wailing o'er the dead twenty two lament and art thou cold and lowly laid thy foeman's dread thy people's aid bradalbane's boast clan alpin's shade for thee shall none a requiem say for thee who loved the minstrel's lay for thee of bothwell's house the stay the shelter of her exiled line e'en in this prison house of thine i'll wail for alpin's honoured pine what groans shall yonder valleys fill what shrieks of grief shall rend yon hill what tears of burning rage shall thrill when mourns thy tribe thy battles done thy fall before the race was won thy sword ungirt ere set of sun there breathes not clansman of thy line but would have given his life for thine o woe for alpin's honoured pine sad was thy lot on mortal stage 
the captive thrush may brook the cage the prisoned eagle dies for rage brave spirit do not scorn my strain and when its notes awake again even she so long beloved in vain shall with my harp her voice combine and mix her woe and tears with mine to wail clan alpin's honoured pine twenty three ellen the while with bursting heart remained in lordly bower apart where played with many-coloured gleams through storied pane the rising beams in vain on gilded roof they fall and lightened up a tapestried wall and for her use a menial train a rich collation spread in vain the banquet proud the chamber gay scarce drew one curious glance astray or if she looked twas but to say with better omen dawned the day in that lone isle where waved on high the dun deer's hide for canopy where oft her noble father shared the simple meal her care prepared while lufra crouching by her side her station claimed with jealous pride and douglas bent on woodland game spoke of the chase to malcolm graham whose answer oft at random made the wandering of his thoughts betrayed those who such simple joys have known are taught to prize them when they're gone but sudden see she lifts her head the window seeks with cautious tread what distant music has the power to win her in this woeful hour twas from a turret that o'erhung her latticed bower the strain was sung twenty four lay of the imprisoned huntsman my hawk is tired of perch and hood my idle greyhound loathes his food my horse is weary of his stall and i am sick of captive thrall i wish i were as i have been hunting the hart in forest green with bended bow and bloodhound free for that's the life is meet for me i hate to learn the ebb of time from yon dull steeple's drowsy chime or mark it as the sunbeams crawl inch after inch along the wall the lark was wont my matins ring the sable rook my vespers sing these towers although a king's they be have not a hall of joy for me no more at dawning morn i rise and sun myself in ellen's eyes drive the fleet deer the forest through and homeward wend with evening dew a blithesome welcome blithely meet and lay my trophies at her feet while fled the eve on wing of glee that life is lost to love and me twenty five the heart-sick lay was hardly said the listener had not turned her head it trickled still the starting tear when light a footstep struck her ear and snowdon's graceful knight was near she turned the hastier lest again the prisoner should renew his strain 
O welcome, brave Fitz James, she said, how may an almost orphan maid pay the deep debt? Oh, say not so, to me no gratitude you owe, not mine, alas, the boon to give, and bid thy noble father live. I can but be thy guide, sweet maid, with Scotland's king thy suit to aid. No tyrant he, though ire and pride, may lay his better mood aside. Come, Ellen, come, tis more than time, he holds his court at morning prime. With beating heart and bosom wrung, as to a brother's arm she clung, gently he dried the falling tear, and gently whispered hope and cheer. Her faltering steps, half led, half stayed, through gallery fair and high arcade, till at his touch its wings of pride a portal arch unfolded wide. 26. Within t'was brilliant all and light, a thronging scene of figures bright. It glowed on Ellen's dazzled sight, as when the setting sun has given ten thousand hues to summer even, and from their tissue fancy frames aerial knights and fairy dames still by fitzjames her footing stayed a few faint steps she forward made then slow her drooping head she raised and fearful round the presence gazed for him she sought who owned this state the dreaded prince whose will was fate she gazed on many a princely port might well have ruled a royal court on many a splendid garb she gazed, then turned bewildered and amazed, for all stood bare, and in the room Fitzjames alone wore cap and plume. To him each lady's look was lent, on him each courtier's eye was bent. Midst furs and silks and jewels sheen, he stood in simple Lincoln green, the centre of the glittering ring and Snowdon's knight is Scotland's king. 27. As wreath of snow on mountain breast slides from the rock that gave it rest, poor Ellen glided from her stay, and at the monarch's feet she lay. No word her choking voice commands, she showed the ring, she clasped her hands. Oh, not a moment could he brook the generous prince, that suppliant look. Gently he raised her, and the while checked with a glance the circle's smile. Graceful but grave, her brow he kissed, and bade her terrors be dismissed. Yes, fair, the wandering poor Fitz James, the fealty of Scotland claims. To him thy woes, thy wishes bring, he will redeem his signet ring. Ask not for Douglas, yester even, his prince and he have much forgiven. Wrong hath he had from slanderous tongue, I from his rebel kinsman wrong. We would not to the vulgar crowd yield what they craved with clamour loud. Calmly we heard and judged his cause, our counsel aided and our laws. 
i staunched thy father's death-feud stern with stout devoe and grey glencairn and bothwell's lord henceforth we own the friend and bulwark of our throne but lovely infidel how now what clouds thy misbelieving brow lord james of douglas lend thine aid thou must confirm this doubting maid twenty eight then forth the noble douglas sprung and on his neck his daughter hung the monarch drank that happy hour the sweetest holiest draught of power when it can say with godlike voice arise sad virtue and rejoice yet would not james the general eye on nature's raptures long should pry he stepped between nay douglas nay steal not my proselyte away the riddle tis my right to read that brought this happy chance to speed yes ellen when disguised i stray in life's more low but happier way tis under name which veils my power nor falsely veils for stirling's tower of yore the name of snowdon claims and normans call me james fitz james thus watch i o'er insulted laws thus learn to write the injured cause then in a tone apart and low ah little traitress none must know what idle dream what lighter thought what vanity full dearly bought joined to thine eyes dark witchcraft drew my spell-bound steps to benvenue in dangerous hour and all but gave thy monarch's life to mountain glaive aloud he spoke thou still dost hold that little talisman of gold pledge of my faith fitz james's ring what seeks fair ellen of the king twenty nine full well the conscious maiden guessed he probed the weakness of her breast but with that consciousness there came a lightening of her fears for graham and more she deemed the monarch's ire kindled against him who for her sire rebellious broadsword boldly drew and to her generous feeling true she craved the grace of roderick dhu forbear thy suit the king of kings alone can stay life's parting wings i know his heart i know his hand have shared his cheer and proved his brand my fairest earldom would i give to bid clan alpin's chieftain live hast thou no other boon to crave no other captive friend to save blushing she turned her from the king and to the douglas gave the ring as if she wished her sire to speak the suit that stained her glowing cheek nay then my pledge has lost its force and stubborn justice holds her course malcolm come forth and at the word down kneeled the graham to scotland's lord for thee rash youth no suppliant sues from thee may vengeance claim her dues who nurtured underneath our smile hast paid our care by treacherous wile and sought amid thy faithful clan 
a refuge for an outlawed man, dishonouring thus thy loyal name, fetters and warder for the Graham. His chain of gold the king unstrung, the links o'er Malcolm's neck he flung, then gently drew the glittering band and laid the clasp on Ellen's hand. Harp of the North, farewell, the hills grow dark, on purple peaks a deeper shade descending. In twilight cups the glow-worm lights her spark, the deer half-seen are to the covert wending. Resume thy wizard elm, the fountain lending, and the wild breeze thy wilder minstrelsy, thy numbers sweet with nature's vespers blending, with distant echo from the fold and lee, and herd-boy's evening pipe, and hum of housing bee. Yet once again farewell, thou minstrel harp, yet once again forgive my feeble sway, and little reck I of the censure sharp may idly cavil at an idle lay. Much have I owed thy strains on life's long way, Through secret woes the world has never known, When on the weary night dawned wearier day, And bitterer was the grief devoured alone. That I o'erlive such woes, enchantress is thine own. Hark, as my lingering footsteps slow retire, some spirit of the air has waked thy string tis now a seraph bold with touch of fire tis now the brush of fairy's frolic wing receding now the dying numbers ring fainter and fainter down the rugged dell and now the mountain breezes scarcely bring a wandering witch-note of the distant spell and now Tis silent all, enchantress, fare thee well. End of section six. End of the Lady of the Lake by Sir Walter Scott.